0: Signposts, they direct us to our destination, warn us of detours and help us in our journey. God has placed signposts in our journey of life. Not only has He placed signposts, but He promises to be the navigator. It's up to us to take note and act on God's signposts. Be blessed as you listen to this message. I just want to ask you a question. If you go down the road and you see someone talking to himself or herself, what would you conclude? Exactly. Probably years back, we would have thought maybe something was wrong. Maybe he's under pressure, but uh, maybe he's having a conversation and he's got his Bluetooth headset on, right? We see incidents of people talking to themselves in the Bible. Okay, let's go to uh, Psalm chapter 42. Psalm 42 and verse 5. And the psalmist here, he's asking this question. He's saying, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Verse 11, again, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. The next chapter, the last verse. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. So he's having a conversation with himself. And he's asking himself this question. Hey, why are you cast down? Why are you feeling low today? Why are you disquieted? Why are you not your usual chirpy self? And then he goes on to say, For I shall yet praise him. Can we say that together? I shall yet praise him. You know, what is praise? Praise is a declaration of the truth about God. We are just declaring the truth about God. And the psalmist is saying, you know, I'm feeling low, I'm a little under the circumstance right now, but I shall yet praise him. I will declare the truth of God's word over myself. I will declare the truth of God's word over my circumstance. Let's say that again. I shall yet praise him. Amen. Amen. So let's take the Bible in our hand, whatever form you have, maybe a printed one. Let's stand up and make our declaration. This is what we are called to do, for we shall yet praise him, even if we are cast down and disquieted within us. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I am saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I am a minister of God, a servant of Christ and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word. I believe his word. And I live by his word. Christ is my master. And to him, I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus name. Amen. It's great to declare God's word, right? It kind of clears all the cobwebs in our mind, in our head. Because it is the truth. You know, we're not saying something to psych ourselves up Sunday after Sunday or even through the week. But it's the truth of God's word. And when we declare it, when we say, I will yet praise him, something happens, something leaps in our spirit. Amen. And we are called to be overcomers and we are called to reign in life. And we will do that with God by our side. Uh, Last last week, uh, after the service, after Sunday service, uh, you know, we left for Chennai, about 11 of us, 10 of us from here, a friend from another church, so 11 of us. Uh, we attended a conference called the Young Creative Leaders Conference, YCL. Uh, I was part of it, so you can make your conclusions. It's Young Creative Leaders Conference. So Pastor Steve was part of it, to make your conclusion, Young Creative Leaders. So we went to Chennai, and then Monday, Tuesday, we were there. And something that I noticed uh, along the way, uh, God kind of quickened that, and, and that's something that I want to share this morning. Okay. Uh, on the way to Chennai, there's something that you cannot miss, and those are these signboards, right? Signboards, many signboards along the way. Uh, you can't miss that. Signboards saying, okay, this is, uh, It, it uh, you know, many different kinds of signboards uh, all along the way. So we saw that, and uh, I just want to kind of share some observations about signboards, Okay. I just noticed that these signboards were very strategically placed. These signposts were strategically placed. Places where you cannot miss. You see that. Strategically placed. The right color. The, the font, etc. M- make sure that you will see it and you cannot miss it. It was big enough. Strategically placed to get your attention. Some signboards talked about the immediate destination. Said, okay, next place is in two kilometers, but it also gave information about places like Mumbai or Belgaum. it says Mumbai 1079 odd kilometers, whatever. Notice that signboards talked about the immediate and signboards or signposts also talked about what was, you know, in the distance far ahead. And another thing you notice about signboard, signposts is that one signpost led to another signpost, led to another signpost, led to another signpost. It was not just one signpost saying, Chennai, 300-odd kilometers, get there. There were signposts all along the way. One leading to another, to another, and we reached point A in order to make us reach point B from point A. Another thing that I uh, realized was that as long as we we saw these signposts and uh, knew what was there, we were kind of confident, you know, you... Imagine a road without signposts. Chennai, for example, you know, from Chennai, from here to uh, Chennai, no signposts at all. Signposts actually make us travel at a good speed. Right? If there were no signposts, we would be a little unsure. Hey, should I, maybe I should have taken a right over there, maybe I should have taken a left at that fork. And Signposts actually gave that confidence. I can... We can go at this speed and reach the next signpost. And it will show us where we need to go. There were different categories of signposts. There were ones with direction. It said, um, Ambur, so many kilometers, it had arrows pointing towards the direction. Which had direction, destination, distance. There were signposts which had warnings about detours and diversions. know, all along, there were some road work happening. So it said diversion, you know, watch out, go slow, don't overtake. A Diversion, caution, speed limits. There were signposts like that. And in fact, with encouraging messages like, your family is waiting at home, drive slow. I saw another signpost here in Bangalore, which is, I think I should mention that. It said, you know, um, hug your kids, hug your children at home, but belt them in the car. Signposts like that, cautioning, you know, warning, and, uh, you know, maybe no entries and so on. And signposts which announced, okay, you have arrived, this is the place. There were signposts which talked about a refueling place, like a petrol bunk, um, a hospital. What I didn't notice was a signpost which said, you know, what to do in case of breakdown. You know, we really needed that. Uh, but it, there was no signpost with any phone number on that specific uh, highway. Uh, we didn't notice that, but I've noticed in other places. And after sundown, you notice something else. After sundown, it was dark. But you notice something which was which you probably, I, I failed to notice in the day. There's, there were these reflectors. Every time your light hits, the reflector just lights up. In fact, it seemed as if the whole place was lit up. Even though there was no electricity and, you know, I mean, there, was, there were no street lights In sections, you saw these reflectors lined all along the route, which showed you you were going too far to the, to the side of the road. So you saw these reflectors and these have been there. They've been placed with the objective of helping us on, on the road to get from point A to point B safely. To ensure that we reach there in one piece. So also in our life, in our journey with God, in this journey of faith, you know, God has placed signposts. God has placed signposts. He has not left us without signposts. It's not as if God is saying, you come to me, You get born again, you get saved, and now you're on your own towards the destiny. All along the way, God has placed signposts. But the thing is this, when I'm driving down the road, it's my responsibility to look at that signboard, because I could miss it, now I need to make sure that I do everything to see the signboard and that's just one half of the story. The second half is to do, if it's an instruction to carry out what it says, if it's a warning to avoid what it's saying. saying, asking me to avoid, to obey, to follow the instruction which is there on the signpost. Now it is my responsibility. The signpost is there but I need to seek, I need to find out and I need to carry it out. But the best thing about our journey of faith is this. Not only are there signposts, but God is with us as the navigator. God is with us as the navigator. You know, in um, the car which uh, I drove, I had a navigator sitting in front of me. And uh, he was dozing off. (laughs) So, you know, Mithin who was sitting behind, he said, hey, Wake up, Sujit, wake up. (laughs) So you know who the navigator is. He was kind of nodding off and I was like, you know, it's okay. You just stretch out, sleep. It's no problem. But the thing is, God, who is our navigator, he's with us. He's there to keep us alert. He's saying, hey, hey, you're going at a terrific speed, which is good. But watch out. Watch out. There are some detours. There are some diversions. You need to slow down. Or he could be saying, Hey, you missed that sign. You were nodding off. You should be alert. So we have the navigator. We have the signposts. For he is a God who never sleeps nor slumbers. Amen. He is with us in our journey. And he's pointing to those signposts. Drawing our attention to those things which we might have missed. And today... We're going to look at some of those signposts. And these are things that we've you know, probably studied before. But we want to remind ourselves again that these are God's signposts. Amen. So are you ready? Okay. So the first signpost is the Word of God. Let's say this together. The Word of God. The Word of God is a signpost. It's full of Things that are pointing to God, warning us of danger, giving us direction, it's full of that. The word of God. You know, the word of God, it's not some literature, which is, which is some ancient literature. But the word of God is the word of God. Amen. It's full of life, full of wisdom, full of direction. So, it's okay to get into the Word of God if we need help. And we must get into the Word of God. Because that's a signpost. Just like how we would see a signpost and say, Hey, where is a signpost which says, you know, petrol bunk or whatever. We need to get into the Word because it is a signpost. In fact, uh, if we turn to Psalm 119. Let's turn there. Psalm 119 and verse 105. This is what the psalmist says. The psalmist says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He says, Your word, O God, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It shows us two things. Lamp to my feet, which means for the immediate step, that's the light, the word of God. A lamp To our path, a light to our path for the way ahead. The word of God gives direction. Which tells me that you know we are not left directionless in this world. We can always get to the word of God because it is light to our feet, lamp to our path. Go to the word of God. You know how many times have we said, Oh. I wish I could get it somewhere else. Direction. You know, for the simple things in life. For the significant crossroads in life. You know, can we trust the word of God to give us directions? Amen. Amen. Can we trust the word of God to caution us? To warn us? You know, this is what the psalmist says. If you read Psalm 19 and verse 11, let me just paraphrase. He says, Lord by your word, your servant is warned. The verses before that, seven, on, 7 to 10 talks about the law of God, the word of God and how precious it is and so on. And then in verse 11, he says, by them, your servant is warned. And in keeping them, there is great reward. That was a psalmist's perspective of the word of God, of the laws and statutes of God. That warning comes from the word of God. The word of God cautions us and directs us. The word of God, Hebrews 4.12 says that the word of God is living. Amen. It's living, it's not dead. It's not some bunch of words put together. This word of God has life. The word of God is living. And he says it is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. He goes on to say that it's able to discern even between the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So what is he saying? That he's saying that the word of God is so sharp, it's able to differentiate between what I think on my own or what the spirit of God puts in my heart. It's able to discern between you know, the thoughts in my mind and also the intents or the motivations of my heart. Why I do what I do. It's able to discern that and, and clarify that. That's the word of God. It's life. And when we go back to Psalm 119 and verse 128, you, know, you should read this verse. You should look into this verse. This is the psalmist's Psalmist mindset about, about, about the word. You know, This is what he says, 128. Therefore, all your precepts concerning all things I consider to be right. I hate every false way. Now, this is his understanding of the laws of God, and this is his perception or mindset about the Word of God. He says, All your precepts concerning all things. You know, God's Word is his thoughts, his ideas, his opinions on a whole lot of things. So the psalmist is saying, Concerning all things, I consider it to be right. In in other words, he's saying, God, your Word is the standard for me. Concerning all things, you know, I think we need to grow to that place. Grow to that place, come to that place in saying, God, your word says it, therefore it must be right, God. You know, we have our struggles, we have our experiences, we go through our challenges and painful, you know, uh, situations, and we come to certain conclusions about certain sections of the word of God. We come to our own conclusions. But the psalmist says, no matter what he went through, he says, I consider all your precepts, I consider them to be right. These are precepts about all things. Whatever you've said, God, I consider them to be right. It'll be funny if a road sign says Bangalore 50 kilometers and I don't trust it. You know, if it's a genuine, authentic sign board and not so, just some printout over there, you know, if it's been put by the, you know, the National Highway Authority, whatever, if it's an authentic signpost, if I doubt every signpost, I'll never get anywhere. You know, if we have doubts about signposts, let's go to God. He says, come let us reason together. He says, I will reason with you. I'll give you enough proof, enough and more proof. But let's go with an unbiased mind and heart and say, God, I'm open, you teach. I'm open, you prove, you show me. And may God bring us to that place where we can also testify and say, God, whatever, all your precepts concerning all things, I consider to be right and I hate every false way. So God's word gives us the direction, instruction, help we need for this journey. So may we turn into it. Read the word of God. May there be a rich deposit of his word in our heart, in our mind. And may we speak the word of God. Meditate on the Word of God. And, uh, you know, that is a very important signpost. Okay, that's signpost number one. Are you ready for signpost number two? Okay, signpost number two is the Spirit of God, the presence of God himself, the Spirit of God. Now, this is what we read in John chapter 10, verse 27. The Lord Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. They know me and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice and they know me and they follow me. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. And this is what we read. It says here, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So the Holy Spirit, I think we studied this last Sunday. The Holy Spirit, He's the one who reveals. He's the one who shows. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 says, They that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the sons and daughters of children of God. So as sons and daughters of God, we have been designed to hear the voice of God. Amen. So that's the first hurdle. Sometimes we, you know, we haven't crossed that hurdle yet. Sometimes we think, you know, I cannot hear God. I cannot make sense of what God is saying. But it says here, I has not seen. I've not seen in the natural. I've not heard. And it's nothing. No inspiration has come in my heart. But the Spirit of God reveals. God reveals through his Spirit to our spirit. So we should understand the language of the Spirit. Amen. The language of the Spirit. Understand, learn, get acquainted, be intimate with the Spirit of God. So we know when He speaks. Sometimes it's just a small prompting on the inside. It's nothing major. We can miss it. It's just a small prompting. Hey, do this. Give this. or Call this person. A very small prompting. I remember once when um, I woke up one morning, and I had this, you know, strong uh, sense, you know, some uh, uh, kind of a strong desire to go to Chennai to visit my aunt who was who was not well, and I couldn't shake off that feeling. You know, it it actually went through the day, and uh, and it was too late to get tickets and so on, and uh, so I I told arthi, my wife, I said, you know, I need to go to Chennai I need to visit uh, you know my aunt and so so she said okay uh, I, and I said okay I'm going to drive and I'm going to drive alone and uh, she said fine uh, so you know I, I and it was a strong it was just a prompting it was a, a strong sense uh, which was there on the inside I couldn't shake it off I couldn't you know put a finger on it but it was there so uh, woke up the next morning took the car went to Chennai just spent about two hours with her and the family. And, uh, and you know, I, I took the, a friend's guitar also with, with me and read the word, spoke. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I think we, uh, we sang a few songs, worshiped God, prayed, and then came back. But that was the last time that I saw her, you know, with the family in that house because uh, she was struggling with, um, you know, the a, 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 a cancer, and she passed away soon after that. Um, I don't know what she was praying for, or, you know, but God put in my heart to be there, to go there. Uh, growing up, we're always fond of her and uncle and so on, but I don't know what she was praying. Maybe she was praying for some of us to go and visit, or I don't know, but it was just a gentle Prompting which grew stronger and stronger. And you can miss it. You can just say, you know, maybe it is just my own feeling or emotions. And so many times it's like that, right? Only when we do, when we follow through, when we obey, and then you realize, oh, hey, that was God. That was God. I could have missed it, but that was God. So let's understand the language of the Spirit. And the more we obey, and when there is a, you know, history... Or, you know, those milestones of obeying God, obeying those promptings, you know, we will know hey, this is the Holy Spirit. And he's showing me something. And this is a signpost from God. What about dreams? How many of us dream? No dreams? There are a lot of people who don't dream, okay. okay this, this is for all the dreamers. You know, not all dreams are from God. But God chooses dreams to communicate to people. Right, when you look at um, uh, the book of Matthew, the Gospel according to Matthew, and you see Joseph, God chooses to communicate to him through dream. Every time, He tells Joseph, "Joseph, go and take Mary, for what is in her is conceived of the Holy Spirit, in a dream." Second time, He tells her, tells him, "Joseph, take the child." And and Mary and go to Egypt. In a dream, the third time Herod is dead. Go back in a dream. Three times, thrice in dreams. And these are not things like Joseph. You can have this for breakfast. No, nothing else. It's very important decisions. Sometimes you can shake it off. It's just a dream. But God chooses. To speak to us in dreams. Dreams, language of the Spirit. Visions, language of the Spirit. Sometimes it's just a word. The language of the Spirit. Sometimes it's just a picture. The language of the Spirit. We can miss it, but we need to follow through. We can ask God to confirm it, definitely. Not every picture that we see in our mind's eye is from God. Not every dream is from God. But we can always wait on God and say, God, if this is from you, can you please confirm it? Can you please confirm it? And he will. So, we're just going to look at four things, you know, uh, so that we don't go off on this, on hearing from the Spirit of God. First thing is that the Word and the Spirit agree. The Holy Spirit, if he says, okay, go ahead, green signal, the Word of God won't say, you turn. Right? The Word and the Spirit agree. The Word will confirm what the Spirit of God is prompting, it's putting in our hearts. The Word and the Spirit agree. I think we studied this last Sunday. Secondly, it's God honoring. The direction, the, the instruction, the signpost which is there is God honoring, lifting up the name of Jesus, glorifies Jesus. And that's what the Spirit of God does. The That's what the Holy Spirit does all the time. It's God honoring, lifts up the name of Jesus. It is always righteous. Psalm 23, He leads me in parts of righteousness. He puts us on a highway of holiness. So it's always righteous. There's nothing unrighteous about his leading. It's always righteous. And fourthly, you know, this is something that we need to understand that God uses other believers to testify or to witness. God uses other believers. You know, in a place like this, uh, in a community of believers, God uses other believers to as signposts yeah so god uses me god uses you can we all lift our hands and say i am a signpost so what are you are you a u-turn or a no entry or some signpost you are right all of us sitting here we are signposts and god uses us as signposts in other believers lives And not only within the church, but outside as well, when we go to office, when we go to school and college, sometimes we are the only signposts that the person will ever get to see. So we better make sure that we are pointing in the right direction. Sometimes what we say and who we are, big difference. What we say and what we do, disconnect. So who we are, Speaks louder than the words. What we do is speaking louder than what we are trying to point. Right? So let's point in the right direction. Let's do a good job. Because we are the signposts in the kingdom of God. People are looking to us. There are others outside who are seeking the truth. Who desperately want to know. Who It was very sincere. They want to know the truth. They want to have answers to life's questions. And you and I are the signposts in their lives. Amen. Amen. So you and I are not without significance. We are important. We are significant in the kingdom of God. We are not without meaning and purpose. We have purpose. However small, however big, you know, you might be a senior citizen, you might be, you have a purpose in life. And that big overall picture is that God has called you to point others to him. To instruct others. Maybe it's a word of caution. Maybe it could be anything. But you and I are called to be signposts. And sometimes we are the only signposts the other person will ever read. So the body is a signpost as well. It's very interesting. Joshua 1.8, 8 and 9 and 10, we read. God tells Joshua, you know, Joshua, you know, uh, this is what you must do. Meditate on the word. You obey it and you will be prosperous. And then he goes on to say, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And then when we read further down, you see that the people to whom he is addressing, they say those very same words. They say, Joshua, we are ready to follow you as we did Moses, as we followed Moses. But Joshua Be strong and courageous. So what was God doing there? He was confirming. He was there being a signpost. He was telling Joshua. He was giving direction to Joshua. But through the people, he was again confirming that instruction that he gave Joshua. Joshua, be strong and courageous. The people tell Joshua, be strong and courageous. And, you know, the thing is this. We... We know that God speaks through certain ways, but when it comes to people, we look at people and we say, "Hey, how can this person speak to me?" You know, it takes humility to receive instruction or directive. You know, I have this interesting. I was going in the car with someone, and he was giving a lot of ideas. You know, we do this, we need to do this, and um, and I was just tuning out, you know, into the zone. Okay. Just, just nodding my head and the and, and Spirit of God, God just you know, pointed out and said, listen to what he's saying. Listen to what he's saying. I'll never, I'll never forget that. Listen to what he's saying. So, we need humility. When we're going down the road, maybe if you ask directions, you won't go and say, hey, Chennai, this way. He'll just keep walking. When we need directions, you know, we ask in humility. Sometimes you say, sir, Will this road go where I need to go? Right? We need humility. And that's what James says. James uh, talks about humility in re- receiving the word of God. James chapter 1 and verse 21. James chapter 1 and uh, verse 21. We're talking about the third signpost, which is the body, body of believers. It says here, verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. So first, he's saying lay aside. Can we say that together? Lay aside. Okay, what are we supposed to lay aside? All filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Something that is not right. Something that we know to be not right but we are still playing with it. We are still entangled in it. God's saying, you know, Remove that, keep it aside, because it's going to mess with the directions that I'm giving. Keep it aside, lay aside all filthiness. It's going to be a fog, it's kind of of be murky and it's going to cloud what I'm saying. You're going to filter what I'm saying through that. So lay it aside, all filthiness, all wickedness. And he says here, and receive with meekness. The direction that comes, the instruction that comes, the word of caution that comes, receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Verse 22 says, Don't just hear, don't just receive the instruction, don't just be excited, hey, God has spoken. But he says, Be doers of the word. God has spoken. Now, what am I going to do about it? What am I doing about it? He has spoken with a purpose, with a time frame, and he needs to use the wisdom of God to do what he's called me to do. So our responsibility, now God places these signposts. God can uh, use the word of God. He can use the spirit to speak to us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. The body of believers to speak to us what are we doing about it? Just one more thing about the body of believers. When you read 1 Corinthians 12, we talk about the gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, in verse 25, um, Paul writes and he says that, um, let's go there, 1 Corinthians 12, and verse 25. says, there should be no division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. There should be no division, no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. If you... If you uh, back up to verse 7, saying, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The manifestation of the Spirit, the expression of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit coming and saying, hello, this is me. That manifestation, expression is given to each one for the profit or the benefit of all of us. Right? What are those... Spiritual gifts that are listed there It talks about the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, healings and miracles and so on. And if you look at the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, uh, prophecy, you know these are given to edify and exhort and comfort the people. But these are also directional, right? These are pointing, these are signposts. So the gifts of God, the expression of the spirit given to us are signposts when we when we utilize them, or when we partner with God and express, be an expression of the Spirit of God. So let's say this together. I won't idolize the gifts, but I'll utilize them. You know, I heard this at the conference and I was really touched. I will not idolize these gifts and say, oh, I have this, I can do this, you oh, know, this is what God spoke, but I will utilize it, use it for the profit or the benefit of all so that everyone can be edified, so that I can be a signpost, so when we come to signposts, there's something that we need to understand that there are consequences if we do not follow sign signposts. there are consequences right I remember uh, once when I went, went to Chennai, I was just driving i if you if you know the route to Chennai from here uh, the highway. There is a left which goes to Krishnagiri, right? If you keep going straight, where do you go? To Salem? Yeah. So I just kept going. I missed that turn. I went about 40 kilometers down that road and I saw that something is different. It's saying Salem, Coimbatore. There's no mention of Chennai anywhere. Something is different. But I had gone 40 kilometers. I would missed that sign. So I called someone and I asked, I called my brother actually and I asked him, You know, I'm on this road. This is what the signboard says. Then he said, hey, did you take that left at, uh, which goes, you know, that left at Krishnagiri? I said, no, no, I didn't take that left. I think I missed it. So I had to come back. So I'd gone 40 kilometers. I came back another 40 kilometers. So 80 kilometers, I had, you know, I had missed it. There are consequences when we miss the signpost. The thing is this, I was moving. This is the day Lord has made. I was moving. There's movement. Everything is okay. Weather's fine. I'm moving. But the thing is, I'm moving further away from where I need to go. You know, there's a lot of action. Oh, yes, we are moving, all right, but we are moving further away. And not the destination that God has for us, but we are moving away from His plan, away from His purpose. So when we miss the signpost, there could be movement, but in another direction. So, we will be moving further away. When we miss the signpost, there's delay. We lose time. You know, I lost about one hour or maybe more. I had to go find a U-turn somewhere and come back. When we miss a sign, sometimes, when we willfully sometimes step out of line and miss, it could also end in disaster. There's danger when we miss the signpost. God keeps warning, keeps warning, keeps warning us but we miss out and we keep going, you know it could be dangerous. And The thing is this you know sometimes we are going alone but God has placed us in positions of leadership whether it's a home, it could be in the office, it could be wherever we are God places us in positions of leadership and you're taking the whole gang with you right in fact that happened you know we wanted to go to Besanaga beach and we had GPS boy who was leading the way in one of the cars. And we both were, I mean, the two cars were following. But GPS boy took us somewhere and we saw Bangalore. The road was going to Bangalore. Nowhere near Nagar. So we had to come back. Right? But sometimes, you know, this was good. It was fun. We, we all came back and fine. But sometimes it can be dangerous because you're responsible for a whole lot of people and you're taking them with you. So all the more important, whether it's a family, whether it's any you know, a position of spiritual leadership that we hear, that we see through the eyes of faith and ask God to confirm to the body of believers what he's speaking in the word and through the language of the spirit so that we don't miss the signposts, so that we don't go in the wrong direction. But praise God, God being who he is, he places U-turns on the way. Amen. Praise God for U-turns. How many of you can say that? Amen. You know, God has given me so many chances in life. He's the God of the second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance, so many opportunities and so many U-turns. He's put it there so that we can turn around and come back. We can retrace our steps so that. He can restore us. He is the restorer. He is the one who redeems, gives back what we've lost. He has come so that we might have life in its fullness. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. Maybe throw a smoke screen and make us lose our way. But he has come that we might have life and life in its fullness. Amen. That's that's the God we serve. That's the God we follow. He has placed these signposts so that, I mean, because He loves us. Because He loves us. There's no other reason. Because He wants us to fulfill that purpose. He wants us to be with Him. He wants us to walk in righteousness. There's no other It's not because, you know, He doesn't want to enjoy things in life. No, no, no. He has placed these signposts as safety nets, as guardrails, so that we don't go off, we don't go off the track. And we can always trust him. We can always come to that place and say, Lord, your precepts about all things, I consider them to be right. Maybe you've heard this story about this young man who took the father's inheritance and he wanted to go spend it all. So he went, he spent, and now he had nothing. He wanted to come back. So he called his dad and said, "Dad, you know what? Um, it's all over. Uh, I know you must be mad, but if you are not, if you're not angry, I'm coming back on this date. I'm taking this train. You know that train which goes past our house. I'm coming in that train. If you're not angry with me, can you just try tie?" a yellow ribbon in that tree in our yard. When the train takes that curve, I'll see that yellow ribbon and I'll know that you are not mad at me. But if that yellow ribbon is not there, I'll just keep going. I won't get, on get down at that station. I'll just keep going then. So the day came and he got into the train and there he is. His heart is pounding as he you know, nears that station and he knows you know, it's a, it's a make or break kind of situation. So he's wondering, you know, will that yellow ribbon be there? The train takes that turn. And he's he's scared to look, but he looks. And he sees that tree. And he sees that the tree is full of yellow ribbons. He sees a yellow tree. The tree is full of yellow ribbons. Because the father, who loved the son so much, didn't want the son to miss... That one yellow ribbon. So he put these signposts. He adorned the tree with yellow ribbons. As it says, son, you're welcome home. You're welcome home. And you know, God has given, he's put the biggest, the best signpost ever, the cross. Which points... To his love, will points to a destiny with him. And saying, "Hey, don't miss this. Don't miss this." Maybe, maybe you're here this morning, and you've been searching for answers. Maybe you're not on that highway yet. That highway of holiness, highway of faith, doesn't matter. But you've been searching for answers. Can I tell you this morning that the cross is there as a signpost, inviting you to a great life with Jesus. A great life. Not an easy life, but a great life. I can assure you that. Not a boring life, but an exciting life. And he's inviting you to sign on He's saying I am the way the truth and the life maybe you're searching for truth you've been searching for life what life is all about questions he's saying I am the way the God who loves you so much you know he took whatever was separating us from him we call it sin he took it on up upon himself on the cross He dealt with it. He moved it away so that we can have access to him. And this morning, you you can invite him into your life. Invite him into your life and say, Lord Jesus, yes, I'm inviting you. Come into my life. I believe that you died for me on the cross. I believe that you rose again on the third day. You took what was separating me from you. You took it out of the way. I'm coming to you, Jesus. And maybe you've, you've come to Jesus already and you've been traveling for many years along life's highway and maybe you've gone off. No. Today's a U-turn. Today's a U-turn. There's a signpost saying, Son, daughter, come back. I want you. I love you. Today's a U-turn. Shall we just respond to God? Just talk to him? this time in the quietness in your own heart talk to God and say Lord your prayer could be like this Lord Jesus I invite you into my life into my heart I believe that you are the way the truth and the life I've been looking at all the wrong places for answers for fulfillment for peace for happiness I've been looking at all the wrong places but I come to you spent, empty. Lord, won't you come in? Won't you fill me? You can, you can just, in your own language, just cry out to God. Or maybe you're saying, Lord, I've gone so far away, God. So far away, you won't believe it. But it's just one step back as you take that U-turn. and Say, God, I'm coming back to you. I'm running into your arms. Yes, I see that yellow tree with all those yellow ribbons, God, which speaks of your love, which speaks of your grace, which speaks of your forgiveness. And so I come. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.